Welcome to the Jamoti Podcast. We are all surrounded by amazing coaches and leaders. So let's get an inside look at not just what they do, but how they do what they do. After all, becoming the best versions of ourselves is Jamoti, just a matter of doing it. Coaches, the Jamoti Podcast is powered by Shoot360. The future of basketball has arrived in Dallas-Fort Worth. Shoot360 combines the latest sports technology with the fundamentals of basketball skill development. The result is a one-of-a-kind video game-like basketball program designed to improve your shooting, dribbling, and passing. Visit Shoot360DFW.com to learn more and register for your free one-hour workout evaluation. Shoot360, the future of basketball is here. Early on in our talk, you, you said you brought up motivation. And I wanted, I've been kind of keeping it back here. I wanted to circle back around to it. I, I've, I've talked with athletes about this before. And so you're getting to talk to all, all different types of people now in different, um, different worlds. So can you motivate someone that is unmotivated or do they need to want to be motivated to be motivated? And because I see a lot of players that, in my opinion, don't want to be motivated. They don't want to be pushed. They don't want to be told the truth. They don't want to be. That doesn't mean that because they don't want to as coaches, we just, well, I'm not going to coach them. No, it's still our job is to try to reach them. But can you motivate the unmotivated and and for it to be real and stick and like not just watch a rocky, a rocky clip and then in the moment one, you know, what are your thoughts? Well, I'm so glad you went in this direction because this is a fascinating topic. And there, I find motivation, motivation is interesting. I look at it kind of the difference between, say, running a, a hundred yard dash and, and running a marathon. When you're running a hundred yard dash, I mean, you have to go all out. I mean, you are going as hard as you possibly can because the duration is very short. But when you're running a marathon, you know, unless you're a world class marathoner who's still which running, which you're your- still you're still running and doing races at 47, which is incredible to me. It is fun, but I'm far from world class. But for me, if I'm going to run a marathon distance, there has to be some pacing involved. Like I can't go all out or I won't be able to complete it. Hmm. And I look at motivation in a similar way. As a tool for coaches, we can and should use motivation and inspiration for short duration, high intensity. Like I need you to die for this loose ball right now. We can use that but it's very short-lived. It's not sustainable. And if you need to give a Rocky level rah-rah speech before every practice, every workout, every film session, and every game, it's just not sustainable. What you need to be able to implement is, is some level of discipline. Your players need to have the discipline to do what's right in the long term. Um, as far as motivation, I personally believe everyone is motivated, but they're just motivated by different things. Hmm. And as coaches, we have to figure out what that thing is. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, my guess is if you if you're coaching at kind of an elite level renowned high school, you probably have pretty motivated players that are motivated with the goal of playing in college. So that might be the case. Well, what if you work in a different area where your kids, you know, there's some there's some places where football is the primary sport. Basketball is kind of secondary. The players play basketball because it's fun and they enjoy it but it's not their real love, but you have to motivate those players differently than you're motivating a player who wants to get a college scholarship. You may have some kids that play basketball because they like the notoriety it brings them. You know, they like being the big man on campus and walking around school. Like you just have to figure out what motivates someone. 
You also have some players that, you know, their motivation is their fear of failure. Mm. And you have others, their motivation is their desire to succeed. So uh, as coaches, and this is one of the nice parts about basketball is it's a relatively smaller team. I mean, it's usually 12 to 15 players, a few assistants, a few managers, like it's a manageable group. There's no reason that as a head coach, you don't get to intimately and personally know every single player on your team and learn what makes them tick, learn what drives them, learn what excites them, learn how they like to be coached, learn how they like to be shown appreciation, learn how they like to be held accountable because it's not the same for everyone. And one of the biggest mistakes coaches make is they, they treat everyone the same, you yeah. know, they treat everyone equally and, and pulling a page out of, of John Wooden's book uh, you know, you don't treat every player equally. You treat every player fairly and you treat every player with love and respect, but you don't treat them equally. If you have a sophomore on your team that needs more of your time and needs more of your encouragement, then you give them more of your time and more of your encouragement. You, you want to customize it for, for each player. And I think motivation is the same thing. You know, the way I would motivate you as a player might be differently than the way I would motivate one of your teammates. You know, I might be able to light you up and get in your face and, 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 you know, raise my voice a little bit to get the best out of you. Whereas one of your teammates might feel more motivated if I just put my arm around them and have a quiet chat after practice. So I think as coaches, we have to figure out when and how to use motivation. Um, but keeping in mind that generally speaking, it's fairly short term. Man, well said. I, I, the word that came up in my mind when you were taught was relationship. It's it's based on relationship and how many coaches are just throwing pearls out there that aren't connecting at all because they really don't know deep down what is what is uh, motivating them. My first year at Naaman Forest High School, I worked for a guy named Jeff Clarkson, who's at Prestonwood Christian, which around here, most coaches would know uh, Julius Randall played there. So it's like a, it's a big time school. But um, at Naaman Forest, my first year, I'm like 25 years old. I thought that every high school player wanted to play in college. And so when they weren't performing the right way, I would dangle that like, guys, that's not going to work at the next level. I've been there. Like, I, that's not going to work. I used to say, not going to work in college. When you get there, finally, the senior looked at me and said, coach, I don't want to play in college. And I was floored. Like, what? Like, why are you doing this then? Like, what are you here? You got to know what's their goals. What are they actually, maybe they just want to have fun and be with their teammates and represent the school and compete. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if you don't know that, because there's no relationship, then you're holding them to standards that are unrealistic and that they don't even want to meet. So what the great nuggets from the you there, man. Well, well no, I, I love that you shared that. And it, it reminds me that sometimes I think we, we misuse the definition of motivation. We tend to think that it is, you know, a scene from Rocky or I'm going to play that clip from Braveheart or I'm going to blast some guns and roses or something <laughs> like that. And that can have a motivational element to it. But, but generally speaking, Things that motivate most human beings to some level. Uh, number one is progress and improvement. You, you want to you, you show someone that they are actually getting better and that the work they've putting they've been putting in and the sacrifices they've been making is leading to their improvement, and that absolutely will will help stir and foster uh, motivation. Uh, another is a sense of contribution. Like if you feel like you are adding something to the greater good of the team, even if you're a role player. 
You know, that's why one of the hardest people to motivate is the quote unquote 15th man, because it's easy for them to get disconnected and feel like they're not making a contribution. We as coaches know that they are. We know that that their presence in the locker room and in the weight room and their contributions in practice, how hard they cheer during games. Like we know how important that stuff is, but it's easy for a young person um, to not feel that way. So we have to let them know your contribution matters, that when you come to practice every day and you push the starters, you are making us better by default. And, and I know that you'd rather get more game minutes and I know you'd like to see your name you know, on, on the headlines in the paper, but right now, your role is to add value in those ways. And, you know, letting people know that they are making improvement, letting people know they are making a contribution are two ways to keep people bought in, believing in, and highly motivated. And like you said before, that's not a one-time thing. Like, that's not that's not one speech to that, to that player. That's not one hyped-up talk that you really matter because that will it'll rise and fall it'll it'll go away with the the next morning they wake up and as you know you know play, players are selective with what they hear but then also I feel like we need to we need to repeat those things again and again and again that's the same way with building confidence um when you were talking bo- uh, before about how motivation or talking with your team those moments it's not a it's not a sprint it's a marathon and if I think what allows them to continue to work hard, like you mentioned discipline, but I also thought of culture. I mean, your culture allows your players to continue to move forward in those moments where you're not raw, raw, when you're not showing the clip. It's just how we live and show up every day. So in your opinion, how does culture drive performance? Before I touch on that, I want to say something to what you just mentioned, which is so true. See, if we're always feeling the need to give this huge rah-rah talk, or we're always raising our voice, or we're always using colorful language, it ends up, it'll start to go numb. Yeah. And players, won't, players won't listen to it as much. You know, you need to be very strategic. If every game you're going to treat like it's the biggest game in the world and you have to have this rah-rah speech, by about mid-season, players will just tune you out. So you have to pick and choose your moments. You have to pick and choose when you want to use some of these additional motivational forces, because if you do them all the time, they will just run numb. It's it's you know, and and it, whether we're talking about raising your voice or peppering in some colorful language, you know, any coach that chooses to use the F word every other sentence, it, it loses its meaning. Yeah. And, yeah. and this is not a, a PSA to get coaches to use bad language. <laughs> so use your say, F words wisely, guys. Yeah, or whatever is appropriate to you. Right. Use your, use your Braveheart motivational speech sure. sparingly. Raise your voice sparingly. You can only break so many clipboards before, okay, now right, here we go again. Yes, then it just becomes a song and dance. Thank you for checking out today's episode. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast, share it with your fellow coaches, and find us on social media for what's coming up next on the Jamoti Podcast. It's just a matter of doing it.